Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Each season the salmon win their way upstream, fighting against the current, escaping predators, leaping over rocks, trying again and again to return to their place of origin, fighting to come home, struggling to make their way back. How do they know where they came from? What instinct draws them back? Questions scientists ponder and marvel at to this day, but still they come, still they respond. A homing pigeon, they know where home is. They have some inner guidance system. A goose knows, a salmon knows, pigeon knows. That there comes a moment in time, a season, to return, to come home. Solomon once said, like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. Jeremiah said, storks, doves, swallows, and thrushes all know when it's time to fly away for the winter and when to come back. But you, my people, don't know what I request. You don't know, Jeremiah said, the times and the seasons. So I ask you a question today on Daily Devotion. Why not now? Why not now? There is a winter-like cold that's gripping the spirituality of our season, our day, our hours. A spiritual polar wind flows across our land. A winter, a winter of the soul is here. Everything in us says it's time to migrate, it's time to move, it's time to fly to that place of safety. It was in the city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for nearly 40 years it happened that the pastor of the first church there would preach the same message on the cusp of a natural winter. Crowds would fill the building to hear Clarence McCartney read those words that he read every year at that time, Paul telling his son in the faith. Paul, in the last book of the Bible that he would write, 2 Timothy, saying, do your diligence to come quickly to me. Do your diligence, Timothy, to come before winter. Come. Come now. Make your way. I like how Chuck Swindoll phrased this. Paul saying, Timothy, I need my cloak. I must have left it at the abode of Carpus and Troas. You'll have no trouble spotting it, Timothy. It's an old thing, but it's been on my back through many a bitter winter. It's been wet with the brine of the great sea, white with the snows of the rugged peaks of Pamphylia, gritty and brown from the dust of the Ignatian Way, and crimson with my own blood from that awful stoning at Lystra. Timothy, my cloak is stained and torn, but winter's coming and I need it. I need the warmth that it will bring. Also the books. You remember the books. The ones that I read under the candlelight as we rode out the rough waters of the Aegean. The ones that I read as we endured the rigors of Macedonia together. Oh, the scrolls too. They fed my mind with fresh bursts of hope. So many stimulating ideas. Bring them. Bring the books, my friend. I especially need the parchments. They're my most treasured possessions, Timothy. How I need the comfort of King David's psalms and the fortitude from the prophet's pens. I need the insight and the perception from Solomon's proverb, the parchment. Timothy, but more than that, 
Timothy, I need you. How desperately I need you to make every effort to come before winter. Come before winter's winds strip the leaves from the trees and send them whirling across the fields and swirling across the busy streets above me. Come before the snow begins to fall. Come. Come and make every effort to come before winter. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley, and here on Daily Devotion, I want to build hope. But I also want to point out that there is a time limit on our actions. That as I've said, tomorrow can be our friend and enemy. Tomorrow is an enemy if we don't realize that we must make some decisions today. For we are moving into a winter, a spiritual winter. You know, the season in the natural world is when the green disappears. It's when the running water becomes still and life hides and things crack and break. As certainly as winter comes to the natural world and living things disappears, there's a winter that comes to our lives. And don't we see this now? People are in trouble. This world is rocking and reeling. It's everywhere you look, in every corner of life, every sphere of the world. Look into the political realm, you see it. It's there in the social realm, in the material realm, in the financial world, in the spiritual realm. The temperatures are plummeting. A chill has gripped our world. Riots, uprising, confusion, anger, frustration, fear. Can't you sense that the cold winter has settled upon this world? It was in the Olivet Discourse, Jesus cast a vision for what the last days on this planet would look like. He said in Matthew 24, 12, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. The roots of winter then are found in lawlessness. When people cast off restraints, when people mock and ignore the institution and the laws of God, it will affect not a few, but many. The love of many will grow cold. When lawlessness becomes the norm, the multitudes will grow cold. In other words, they won't go from boiling water to ice in a moment, but gradually they will grow cold. They will begin to cool down one degree at a time. Their fervency will disappear. Their passion will dissipate. Those quiet times in God's word will be crowded out. Those times spent on their knees praying will be displaced by the cares of this life. Those times of once warm-hearted compassion will be vanquished by the pride of life. The love of many will grow cold. Winter comes. There are some things in life which must be done before winter, or they'll never be done. Because seasons pass and the golden gate open now will be closed forever. The tide that is running high today will ebb tomorrow. Voices that speak so clearly now will be forever stilled once that winter comes. When the waters were troubled by the angelic forces in Bethesda, only those who entered then at that time would be healed. But when the season passed, it was gone. But still people wait. Still they don't come. They're preoccupied with the talking heads in the media, preoccupied with their own lives, lost in whatever thing that matters and masters them for the moment. It's not eternity. Paul put a time constraint on Timothy. He said, come before winter. Paul was in Rome, Timothy in Ephesus, present-day Turkey, a voyage of several hundred miles across the eastern Mediterranean. To see Paul, he must come quickly. For the season of navigating the Mediterranean, the ancient world would soon be closed. 
Mariners viewed the time between November 11 and March 5 to be the most dangerous on that great sea. Timothy, there's a great opportunity, but it has a limitation on time. A young man once rose in his Bible class and spoke of the unlimited grace of God. The professor asked him where he got the notion that grace was unlimited. The student responded, the Bible says God's mercy is everlasting. The professor answered, yes, it is, but are you? God's mercy may be everlasting, but man's life on earth is not. Before winter comes, then, come. Life comes with words stamped on it like urgent, perishable, immediately, now. Act while you still have the time. A great opportunity comes with a time limitation. It was after a Saxon king had put down a rebellion, he placed a burning candle in a castle window, sent a message out to the rebels. If you surrender and repent while the candle burns, you will be forgiven, set free. But after the candle goes out, it will be too late. I sense a candle burning in eternity's window, a candle that has a limited life, one that is burning lower and lower, saying, come home, come back home. Come while the candle still burns. Come while there's still a moment. Opportunities come, but they come with a time limitation. Tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. Augustine said it hundreds of years ago. God has promised forgiveness to your repentance, but he has not promised tomorrow to your procrastination. Delay can be so costly. Why do you not act now? Why do you wait? It's one of the most beloved parables in the Bible, if not the most beloved. The story of the prodigal son, you remember it. He left home drawn by the lights of a distant city. He lost everything the father had given him. He was penniless. He makes his way home. He's welcomed. There's a party. There's a celebration. We love that story. I've seen it lived out again and again, and I never cease to be shocked by the glory of God. But I've also witnessed some differences. Prodigals leave. They don't fall flat on their face. They achieve success to one degree or another. They may even think that their success is because they left God, they left home, they left the rules and abandoned an old way for a new way, and they feel justified. Their only regret seems to be not leaving sooner. Yet I can't help but believe, because I've seen it way too many times, that the path of home is often contemplated, that no matter how far they get from where they once were, a thought crosses their mind a sense that I should perhaps think about returning to God, returning to an experience with Him. Again, this is a point of departure from the beloved parable, because rather than rising and going, rising and repenting, many today simply say, I'm going to do it my way. I'll decide the when, the where, the how, and the who, and the what. But I'm concerned that we love the story of the prodigal so much that it gives us a sense that someday we'll always be back. It breeds a false sense of assurance. When I'm ready, when everything's right, I'll return. Prodigal did. I will too. Some depend on this story. It's almost become a curse. They'll say, I will get it right when I choose to get it right. Don't sweat it, mom and dad. I got this. But do you? Do you really? Or is this the day? Now's the time of salvation. Salvation is nearer than when we believe. Never depend upon the prodigal. Don't depend on that story. You must respond when the season comes. Don't delay. Before winter comes in your life, come to the Lord. Find me one place in the Bible where it says, come to Jesus tomorrow and I'll be silent.
but you won't find it. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time to repent. We'd be midway through that message that Clarence McCartney preached every year come before winter. Each year he would cry out, Oh, if the history of this church could be told. If these columns should cry out of the wall and the beam out of the timber should answer, what a story they could tell of those who were not far from the kingdom of God, but today are far from it, because when God said today, they said tomorrow. The old rabbi in the Jewish teachings said, Repent the day before you die. Someone asked the old rabbi, How shall I know when the day comes before I die? The rabbi replied, Then repent today. To you I ask, why not today? Why not now? Why not repent today? Why not make that phone call? Why not reach out to the person who has prayed for you, believed in you, and longed for you to come to make the change in your life? Come before the snow falls. Come before it's too late. Come while the door remains open. Come while the candle still burns and the flame of hope still shines. I say we should respond today. Why not now? Why not say, before the winter of this world hits with all of the climactic fury of the last days and the love of many are waxing cold all around me, I'm going to make a decision today. I'm going to step forward and I'm going to say today is the day, not just of salvation, but of my salvation. I'm coming home to you, Lord. I'm coming home to you, family. And I'm going to see the amazing things of God. I'm going to see the goodness in the land of the living. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.